Thank you for downloading the Barbecue Central Show. Maybe you're listening to this now because you missed the live version Tuesdays from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show is brought to you by these sponsors, which I am extremely grateful for. The Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic temperature control devices. Their website, thebbqguru.com. Big Papa Smokers, creators of some of the best rubs out there and retailer of many different grills and barbecue products. Their website, bigpapasmokers.com. Butcher's Barbecue, creators of injections, rubs, and seasonings. Their website, butchersbbq.com. Green Mountain Grills, some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. And their website is greenmountaingrills.com. Also by Cookshack, some of the best industrial electric smokers out there today. Also pellet cookers as well. Their website is cookshack.com. Cookinpellets.com. If you want to fire those pellet cookers that I just talked about, visit cookinpellets.com to buy your pellets right now. Also by the Chops Power Injector. Forget about using one needle to inject your meats. The Chops Power Injector system has four needles for your injecting pleasure. You can visit them at barbecuekansascity.com. That's B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E, KansasCity.com. And by the Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour, you can visit kcbs.us slash samstour for results, to register your team, or to see where the next event will be taking place. And by Pit Barrel Cooker, one of the most unique and efficient cookers out there in the market right now. Visit their website at pitbarrelcooker.com. And by Unknown Barbecue Accessories. You can visit them at unknownbbq.com slash shop. This is Maddie Rempe from Cleveland, Ohio. And you're listening to Barbecue Central. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. You should say whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike your match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. All right, good evening, and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling, broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, more than happy to have you with the phone call, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter. Coming up in about 12 or 13 minutes from now, sometimes on the show we talk about the potential, let's call it, fascination with dry aging of beef. Steaks specifically, beef in general, but steaks. And I think there's always a lot of fascination. There's always a lot of romance talking about it. But being able to execute it without a lot of extra accessories or having an extra refrigerator that might have to be solely dedicated to meat, all that stuff, in the end, it becomes a little bit of a 
kind of pain in the butt before you actually get to, well, not before, but after you get done talking about it, and conceptually it sounds great, but executing it, a little bit more of a bigger pain in the butt. So my guest in the first interview segment at 914 might help you nip that in the bud. Frank Rizzo from the Steak Ager will be joining us. He's got a product called the Steak Ager. The Steakager.com is the website if you want to check it out before we get going here tonight. I think you're going to find it intriguing. Might not be for everybody, but it caught my eye. I've reached out to Frank, and he was more than happy to come on and talk about the product, promote it a little bit. Then at 9.35, you know her as the meat maven of Snake River Farms. Anella Kelso will be joining us. So we're going to recap a little bit about some of the bigger contests that have happened over the course of the year that they have been a part of meat-wise. Uh, Jack Daniels and the American Royal, the upcoming King of the Smoker, which is taking place this coming weekend. And then we'll also talk about some holiday items. Maybe you're looking to get a gift for somebody, or you're looking for that specialty cut of meat or ham to enjoy for your family, going a little bit above and beyond. It is holiday or special event type food. So we'll talk to Anella about what she might suggest. And then, of course, the Centralites love the free stuff. We'll be giving away a flat iron steak and a ham. Top of the second hour, so stay tuned for that. We'll probably be playing winery or rehab or sports star or porn star, one of those type of games, cheese or font. And then we'll give away one ham and we'll give away one flat iron steak. By the way, had flat iron steak two days ago. It might be my favorite cut of beef, and I haven't had that ribeye cap or whatever they call it. But right now, the Snake River Farms flat iron steak is one of the most succulent cuts I have ever had. And everybody in my family backs me up. I have all varying palates. We had uh, also a different cut of steak with the flat iron steak. Everybody wanted more of the flat iron steak. It's that good. Well worth the money. I love it. It's my favorite cut of steak right now. All right. Then we'll move to the second hour. So free stuff. Top of the second hour, we'll give away the free stuff. And then at 10.14, I'll be joined by two pitmasters that are taking part in the upcoming King of the Smoker. That's being put on by Smithfield and, of course, Sterling Ball, Big Papa Smokers, King of the Smokers. Two of the 24 that will be vying for Grand Championship. One of them is the current KCBS Team of the Year. The other came in second KCBS Team of the Year last year. I am talking about... The American Dream Barbecue Team Pitmaster David Qualls and the Pitmaster of Clark Crew Barbecue, Travis Clark, both joining me. Kind of like a King of the Smoker mini roundtable, so we'll talk about their respective seasons as they kind of wind down here. Uh, King of the Smoker, usually for most, is going to be the last one if they've been invited to take part in it. Um, Some might make a uh, run south and east or south and west, but by and large, this is going to be the one that shuts it down for most people for the season. So we'll talk to Dave and Trav about their respective seasons and talk about King the Smoker ramping up. And the most important question, do you want to win it or do you not want to be 24th, right? That's going to be the question of all questions, I think. All right. 
1035, the official barbecue sauce and rub reviewer of the Barbecue Central show, Scott Roberts, will be here. So there you have it. The steak ager, Snake River Farms' very own Anella Kelso. We're giving away a ham and a steak at the top of the second hour. Then we have a King of the Smoker mini roundtable. And then Scott Roberts, jam-packed. You want to jump in? Happy to have you. Write this number down, especially for top of the second hour. 216-220-0966. If you want to email instead, which you're not going to win any free meat, Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. So I had an incredible amount of email at the end of last week. As you recall, Chad Ward sat in for kind of the second hour, and we talked a lot about World Food Championships. We talked a lot about barbecue and grilling products and what he suggests when it comes for people going into his shop and looking to buy something. We covered a number of the manufacturers there. But when we got into recapping the World Food Championships, Chad regaled us with a story the likes I have never heard. I'm not one to question anybody's validity and honesty on this show. I'm never one to do that. And I woke up the next morning and I immediately text Chad, are you kidding me? Were you BSing me? Were you putting on Radio Gold? Because it was Radio Gold when he was talking about potentially serving bear at the World Food Championships. Bear. And if you missed it and you didn't get the podcast, a little backstory: they qualified to go into second day. The second day was now going to be uh, something a little bit more exotic in the world of whiskey bent barbecue, and they were gonna they were gonna go out of the ordinary and go bear, bear with a salmon fillet in the bear's mouth. I'm gonna let Chad talk about it. I've cut the video out. We're going to replay it if you missed it, but I do want to give you a little backstory. This is one of the most unbelievable stories ever told on Barbecue Central, and here it is. Well, the problem was I had a, a trapper that had caught me a bear. Like a real trapper? Yeah, I had a bear. I had a bear on lockdown. Bear on lockdown. Who does? I was going to use Brad Orson's from the Shed's Pit, and I was going to cook that bear running style. What? Hot and fast, hot and fast for two hours. Really? I was just going to get the loin off of it, man. How big? And how big was the bear? It was like eight hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> what? Look, the trapper already had a field dressed. Brad had already said I could oh use his hot We were going to do it. Because, dude, think about that presentation. I was going to cut the head off that bear <laughs> and, have, and have a salmon filet in his mouth. There is nothing that says surf and turf like a salmon in a bear's mouth. You're damn right. So, little do you know, this was a <laughs> bogus trapper. So no thank way. God we had 30 pounds of skirt steak. In the cooler. So we, we, we get the word about 20 minutes into go time. Trapper's not coming. We got no bear. So we did skirt steak tacos and salmon tacos. Uh, I, I, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm hearing it again, and it's like I'm hearing it again for the very first time. One of the most unbelievable stories I've ever heard. 
I'm still debating whether or not Chad is having fun at my expense. He even said you should have heard the the cook's room meeting or the cook's meeting when I was talking. Can you? uh, Unbelievable. I can't believe it. However, does anybody see my new shirt? Big shout out to my man, J.S. He listens. Bought me a custom shirt. Ina hearts me. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Maybe you should be listening a little carefully, too. John is listening. Shout out, JS. Appreciate you. Love this shirt. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for anyone interested in barbecue, featuring a comprehensive selection of American-made grill spices, sauces, accessories, even a kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smokers has made a name for itself. By winning almost every major barbecue competition, including the World Series of Barbecue in Kansas City, the Jack Daniels, Houston Livestock and Rodeo, Kingsford Challenges, all that stuff. They've also banded together with fellow California-based rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. These two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue, begun to redefine flavor profiles that cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. They've even created two of their own unique competitions, one of them taking place this coming weekend, the King of the Smoker, which brings the best of the best in barbecue in a head-to-head, back-to-basics competition. King of the Smoker, unique in that contestants cannot use any electric devices, such as pellet cookers or pit minders. Contestants only allowed to use charcoal wood and their wits to win one of the most high-stakes barbecue competitions around. The other one is the Guinea Pig. That's a cost-controlled event. That helps bring in newcomers to competitive barbecue. Also features prize distribution all the way down to 10th place in each category. Helps provide incentive to get new competitors into the world of barbecue and keep the vets in it. Top of all that, Big Papa's has created a unique brand ambassador program called the BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country, working together to promote camaraderie, competition, barbecue, and to benefits children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind, they've been doing this only six years in the biz. Turning competition barbecue on its head, creating their own unique competitions, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, and I just ate there last night, BJ's Restaurant Brewhouse, and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. Just the beginning. The website, BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. Yes, Diane Mead, the Barefoot Contessa. Remember when we talked about who would I marry from the Food Network? Who would we marry? Everybody jumps to Giada. Not this guy. Ina Garten for me. Steak Ager coming up next. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills, manufacturers of some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. If you're looking for a big cooker to house a lot of food, 
They got one for you. If you're looking for medium size, they got you covered there too. Anything on tailgates like the small size, no problem. They can also supply you with pellets to fire those cookers. You can check them out at GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. I love my Green Mountain Grills. My boss is going to love his Green Mountain Grill that I get him for Christmas. You go to the website and hook up, too. All right, gang, we have talked about dry-aging steaks on the show from time to time, but it seems a bit hard to do, or you need to find a butcher to do it for you, or you need to have a separate fridge to do it at home. The list of potential inconveniences go on and on. Well, my next guest might just have a solution for you. If this is something you are looking to get into, they call it the Steak Ager. Let's go ahead and run to the hotline and welcome in Frank Rizzo to the show. Frank, how are you, buddy? I'm excellent, sir. How are you? Absolutely fabulous, Frank. Uh, Do you have video tonight, Frank, by chance? I do not. I'm oh. sorry. I'm oh. out of the where I would have video. That's all right. No problem. We will uh, muddle through. Uh, so, Frank, talk to me a little bit, I guess, first. You know, it seems that people in the barbecue and grilling industry have, like, a day job. Like me, I have a day job, but then I have this passion that drives through the evening and well into the early morning hours. Uh, are you something similar? Do you have, like, a regular day job, or are you somebody that is head deep in the steak age or full-time? Uh, at this point, I'm head deep in the steak ager really? full time. Wow. We've taken it from uh, prototype all the way through Kickstarter, raised a hundred grand, went on CNBC, make me a millionaire inventor, and are selling it. And people are absolutely loving it. Uh, had a passion for steak for a very long time, and uh, have transformed it into a full time job. So uh, I guess before the steak ager, what were you doing? Were you in some type of an inventive uh, portion or manufacturing or something along these lines? No, not at all. I've been uh, in advertising for the better part of two decades. Wow. Okay. So quite a departure um, for, I guess, uh, to some degree, a little bit of a departure for you, and probably not the sales side of it and the marketing. So talk to me, I guess, being a fan of steak. I'm a fan of steak. Everybody that listens to the show, a fan of steak in some form or fashion. Hell, uh, steak won the World Food Championships this year, for crying out loud. You hear <laughs> about uh, the dry aging of beef. And as I had mentioned in the open, I talked to a lot of experts on the show. Week in, week out, dry aging comes up. But it, we never really seem to delve into it too much because there does seem to be a layer of inconvenience. So I guess when were you first introduced to dry aging of meat? What did you like about it? And how does that spark the genesis of whatever that first steak ager was? Uh, I, te- I took a set of clients out to uh, a great steakhouse in Chicago called David Burke's Prime House and uh, had a dry aged steak, um, New York strip aged 45 days, and I was blown away. I was like, wow, how did how did the concentration of flavors and the tenderness of this steak come together? Because I've had steaks all over the world and it's they're always good, but they're not great. And this one was just fantastic. So I left and uh, did a little research and he actually had a YouTube video where he took a series of people through his dry aging cellar and talked about all of the things that he had done and the various cuts of beef and how long he did it and And went through the whole process, and I was completely fascinated. And I thought to myself, I'm like, well, how come you can't do this at home? So then I looked at a few other videos, and there were a whole series of naysayers, whether it was uh, Kenji Lopez on Serious Eats or Pat LaFrieda himself put out a video saying, you really can't do this at home. It's not safe. So I uh, 
took pen to paper and uh, drew a couple sketches and uh, thought about it and said, well, you know, all the componentry's there, you know, air circulation, UVC light to prevent bacterial growth, um, some kind of carbon filtration to prevent smell within the refrigerator. And then I did the one thing that I thought was the most genius of all, which is I went on Amazon and I put in dry aged steak. And you know what I came back with? Two books. That was it. And I knew there was a hole in the universe. <laughs> so I contacted my, uh, my partner from a very long time ago in a past life. And we had done some crazy stuff together. And I put together a 12 page PowerPoint and I said, this is what we can do. We can revolutionize the way America thinks about eating beef from the grocery store. Sent it to him and he said, okay, I'm in, I'll build it. He was the engineer and uh, wrote the software. We found a a series of uh, people that could help us out. We built a couple prototypes. Uh, We put one in my refrigerator. We put one in his refrigerator, did some research um, and went through the process. And what we came up with was we could replicate 100% every single time exactly what you get in a David Perk type restaurant steakhouse that would cost you $80 a plate and convert grocery store beef that you can buy on sale when they put it on sale for $7.99 a pound for choice or $9.99 a pound for prime and create the best steak you've ever had. Frank Rizzo joining me here on the show talking about the steak ager. Uh, so, Frank, if you could uh, go ahead and kind of paint a, a mental picture for us, how the device looks and where it goes into the refrigerator and, I guess, how it is actually operating to prevent any of those kind of nasties that you had mentioned a couple seconds ago. Sure, absolutely. The box, uh, it was designed to uh, on two fronts. One, to take up less than 20% of a total regular refrigerator it was a it was designed for the second refrigerator in essence your beer fridge the place where you put water and leftover cupcakes and pizza boxes and the rest of those things and turn it into a functional space where you can create absolutely delicious restaurant quality steaks it is made out of a stainless steel head which houses all the componentry the uvc light the blower fans, the PCB board. It's Wi-Fi enabled, so you can walk up to it with your smartphone or your laptop and connect to it. It'll tell you all the statistics, everything that's going on. It's also made of high-density polyethylene on both ends and a a clear plexiglass front. It's powered by a 12-volt DC motor that uh, has a 12-foot thin ribbon cable that slides through the hinge side on the gasket side of your refrigerator, um, which has zero impact on the refrigerator. You just plug it in and it just, it's the the best way we like to describe it is set it and forget it. People want to do things to it, look at it. And the rest is you basically take it, put it together, stick a big, like a 12 or 15 pound ribeye roast or a New York strip roast into the box Put it in your refrigerator, come back 21, 31, 41, 51 days. Each one has a different profile. And so you'll get to learn what kind of steak you really like. And that's what this thing is. It's, it, gives, it brings the steakhouse experience to you and to create a flavor profile that can't be matched. 
So talk to me, Frank, about that flavor profile for the people that maybe haven't had dry-aged steak before, or maybe they've had it for that 20 or 30 days, but they haven't had it for the 40 or 50 days. You get something like the steak ager, obviously, as you said, you have that time to play around with because now it's yours, it's in your house, in your refrigerator somewhere. Talk about the flavor profiles and then the differences between a 20 or a 50 day. Excellent question. So it really depends on two things. One is the cut. How much fat is in the beef? If you look at a a ribeye, obviously it's much more fat. If you buy a ribeye from your grocer or Costco, you want them to have, leave the fat cap on. And as you age it, at about age 21 to 24 days, you really start to notice that there's a tenderness that's going to come out of it once you've carved it up. Beyond 35 days, you completely change the flavor profile. It gets so deep. You get nuttiness. You get a mushroom aroma. You get all kinds of other things. So in the dry aging process, it's, it's a two-step process. You get an enzymatic tenderness. In other words, the connective tissue within the beef itself starts to break down and you get tenderness. So if you if you dry age like a New York strip roast for, let's say, 28 or 30 days, you can cut it with a fork. No nonsense. If you dry age a ribeye for, say, 45, 55 days, you get this. It's almost like a perfume that comes off. As you cut the as you cut the beef itself, there's a nuttiness, there's a sweetness to it. And because you've driven out the water and you've concentrated this beef flavor. And then you get the oxidation of the fat. So the normal fat that you would kind of cut away from a, a steak and throw away now becomes almost like a butter. So as you combine these flavors, fork by fork, as you cut it, you just get a, a steakhouse experience that you realize why people pay 80 bucks a plate for this stuff. It's just mind-boggling. Uh, Frank, talk to me about uh, two different things. I'm seeing some of the people in the chat room actually talk about it. it. looks like they have some experience with the dry aging. By the way, we're talking to Frank Rizzo. TheSteakAger.com is the website to check it out here if you want to do that while we're talking. One is if you've never seen dry-aged beef doesn't look like the stuff you're buying out of the grocery store anymore. There is kind of a look or a presentation that you have to be kind of aware of and not think that everything has just magically gone bad or perhaps horrifically gone bad and you just toss that chunk away. Yes, very true. It, it, it forms what's called a pellicle. So what happens is it, it forms a crust on the outside and the crust is basically maybe a 16th to an eighth of an inch deep. And what it is, is that's where the beef is sealing itself off. So the the, the fans within the steakager are con- p- constantly pushing air around the beef. And as the outside dries, that allows the interior to go through that process, that enzymatic process of breaking down the connective tissue, as well as the oxidation of the fat. And that combination really produces the flavor. Now, people think, oh, well, that's just trash on the outside. It's absolutely not. People carve it off and you you put it with celery and carrots and onions and they make a demi-glaze or they make a delicious stock. None of it is bad. The UVC light, I don't know if most people don't really know UVC. It runs at a very specific wavelength, 253 nanometers. 
And what that does is we circulate the air within the state gauger 14 times per minute. So anything that goes in front of that UVC light gets destroyed from a cellular DNA level. So there's no fungus, there's no mold, there's no bacteria, there's no listeria, there's nothing that lives within there. So what you've gone, we've created is a stainless steel combination of stainless steel and high density polyethylene cutting board and a UVC environment so it's perfectly sterile. So what you get out of there is a crust on the outside that has absolute use and then you get delicious steak on the inside the other question is 20 days 30 days 50 days 785,000 days is there too many days that you can age your steak will it turn at some point where maybe not turn bad but be so horrifically intense on the flavor that it's not going to be pleasing to a palate Mm, that's an interesting question i think that you know that's that's like asking someone you know what how how blue do you like your blue cheese? I mean, I'd, everyone has a different flavor profile. Um, we've had people on the uh, Steak Ager family, which is our Facebook page. Um, anybody looking to learn more about and ask questions from over 3,000 participants, Steak Ager family on Facebook. Um, we've had people go 140 days. Wow. I mean, it's just, it's across the board. And then you'll get, you know, milder people that say, you know, I love a New York strip at 28 days. I love my ribeye at 45 days. So there's, you know, there's an ebb and flow to it. And then of, of course there's extreme people who, you know, want to take it to the max. So it's, it's hard to tell. And it's just, you know, it, it depends on what you like. It's, it's kind of like beer. You know, there's people who like a, a heavy porter or heavy stout and there's other people who like light beer. So it's just, it's impossible to tell, but that's the beauty of the steak ager is that through experimentation with various cuts and time periods, you can learn exactly what you like and create those steaks. Now, the other thing that the steak ager really, really does well is that let's say you age, a, you know, a 15 pound ribeye roast. Um, when you cut it up, you've driven all the water out of it. So what it does is it freezes beautifully. So you think, oh, I, maybe I don't want to eat a whole ribeye roast when it comes up. Well, you don't have to. You can cut them into individual steaks once you pull it out, and you might get out of a 15-pound ribeye roast, you might get 12 or 13 steaks, serve you know three to four for a family or a dinner party, the rest go in your freezer, and you're always eating dry-aged beef. You're always eating something that's absolutely a cut above. So if you if you go to Costco and you can regularly buy you know, a prime, which is the top end of the beef category, New York strip or a ribeye at between 8 and $9 a pound, and even with the, the loss, and you lose about anywhere from 20 to 25%, Ooh. not only in water loss, but in the the crust that you have to carve off, yep. but you still end up with steaks that run, you know, sub $13 a pound, which is unheard of. I mean, you can't buy dry aged beef online for less than 40 or 50 bucks a pound. And you certainly can't touch it in a grocery store. I mean, in a restaurant for less than 60 to 70 bucks a plate for a, you know, a 12 ounce cut. So the steak ager delivers. I mean, the one thing we put together and the size we built it for was we said, you know, we wanted to be able to serve a dinner party of, you know, 10 to 12 people um, and just have the most delicious steaks ever. You know, the, the box is, 
costs uh, two forty nine, but it pays for itself the very first time you use it. If you're a steak lover, there's nothing. There's nothing compares to it. Frank, let me ask uh, one repeat question. Uh, just as far as power is concerned, this is something that mm-hmm. plugs in, or you're kind of wiring into a an ongoing power source. Yeah, it's a twelve volt DC power source. So what it is, it's like uh, the way you would plug your laptop in. We have a super thin twelve foot ribbon cable. So you plug it into the back of the steak gauger, and then it goes right back, right behind your refrigerator and plugs directly into the wall and has zero impact on the way the refrigerator operates. Uh, Secondly, what is the capacity? Like how much beef can I stuff in this thing? Oh, you can stuff up to 22 pounds. So, I mean, you can put a full, almost a full subprimal. It's 13 inches, 13 and three-eighths wide it's 12 inches deep and 12 inches high so you can put almost a full subprimal ribeye on the bottom running maybe uh you know 12 or 14 pounds and then you can put a nice new york strip roast on the top rack uh which is going to run another seven to eight pounds so you you can put a lot of beef in there as far as temperature setting, uh, you know, I'm thinking of my beer fridge here down in the basement. Uh, do you have to set it to a certain temperature in order for the steak ager to operate optimally? And then is it at all affected as I go in and out to grab beers and stuff like that? Um, it needs to be below 40 degrees, which most refrigerators do. Yep. Um, the only thing, people have tried to use a wine cooler. Um, you know, those small wine refrigerators, yep. and that's not what they're designed for. They run in the 40 to 50 degree, and that's that's certainly not optimal. Um, the opening of and closing of the refrigerator has no impact. Now, um, once you've loaded the steak ager and the temperature has come down and the meat has gotten to that, you know, 37 degrees somewhere in there, opening and closing has no impact because it's already a very cold piece of beef. It's it's housed in a plastic and, and steel enclosure that keeps it protected so you can open and close it all day long and you got nothing to worry about. Frank, price point on the steak agent. Yes. Two forty nine. A value. Yes, it is a total value. I mean people say, oh, it's a little expensive, but I mean just compare it to what you would either Go out to dinner and spend on a you know a th- three or four person for yeah, everybody gets a New York strip or something like that or even compare it to you know what you would pay if you were going to buy online from a, a Lobels or a DeBraga or somebody else or a Kansas City State Company. I mean it's forty to sixty bucks a pound and that's not even including shipping and they're going to send it to you frozen. I mean you literally can go to the grocery store. I just did it the other day. The, uh, my local grocery store had uh, the full Black Angus bone-in prime rib on sale for six ninety nine a pound. That is going to go in my steak ager for Christmas. And when I pull it out and I roast it, it's going to be a four to $600 piece of beef wow. that I can't hunt. Uh, you go to thesteakager.com to grab yours. Uh, there's a friend of ours, uh, Barbecue Food for You, that also has a YouTube video up if you want to check that out as well. We're talking with Frank Rizzo. Frank, really appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for coming up. Well, something happened right at the end. Was, that was perfect, I think. Was that perfect? Frank Rizzo.
There he is, the steak ager. What do you think? You in? You out? You down? Two hundred fifty bucks. I don't know. Kinger, weigh in. What do you think? Kinger not weighing in. I noticed that. Although he did mention the first thing I thought when I saw Frank's last name. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not. I am going to talk to you about the Pit Barrel Cooker. Gang, let me talk to you about the Pit Barrel Cooker. Pulling the trigger on a new cooker can be nerve-wracking sometimes. Temperature control, fire management, what woods to buy. Who needs the hassle? Might I strongly suggest the Pit Barrel Cooker. That's right. Simple, fun, might be the most unique, versatile, and easy-to-use cooker on the market today. Imagine a cooker that will give you the traditional barbecue meats like brisket, pork shoulders, and ribs. Also being able to ramp up and tempt to do the burgers, chicken wings, and hot dogs. Yeah, right here because it's got the hook-and-hang method. You place it right in the center of the heat. It's acting like a stationary rotisserie. You just get great results each and every time. The pit barrel is a fabulous cooking vessel. It's aesthetically sexy. It's built to withstand heat, can upstand in any weather condition, thanks to its porcelain enamel finish. It fits in the back of most trucks, vans, and SUVs. It's ready to go wherever you are. Of course, all barbecue folks love accessories. The pit barrel doesn't disappoint here either. Rubs, unique removable ash pan, the pit grips, turkey hangers, hinged grill grates. The very brand new charcoal chimney fit especially for the pit barrel cooker. Come on. Best part, $299. That's all it costs. The pit barrel comes fully assembled, ready to cook on, ships to you for free. Not only does the cooker ship for free, but with so few returns on everything, it all ships for free to lower 48 Continental. No promo codes, no coupons ever. AmazingRibs.com sings its praises, giving it its highest ranking three years in a row in the gold division, saying it's unique, affordable, and simple. There's nothing else like it on the market. Head on over to pitbarrelcooker.com. That's pitbarrelcooker.com. See what everybody's talking about. If you have any questions, call them 502-228-1222. That's 502-228-1222. And, yes, they actually talk to you there. There you go. All right, we're back with the Meat Maven. Anella Kelso right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Seven four four eight zero four three three to get on the air. Now here's your host, Greg Rampey. Hey, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookingPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookingPellets.com for more information. You can also purchase from Amazon.com if you're so inclined. Everybody knows Amazon, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you visit cookandpellets.com, you download the app, and you're all set to go. Again, you can also uh, do it from amazon.com. 
Whatever you feel more comfortable with. Why not? My next guest, the face of Snake River Farms. They call her the Meat Maven. Maybe she calls herself the Meat Maven. Who cares? We're here to talk about some great competitions that there's been a lot of success with Snake River Farms, amongst some other things. So, we welcome back Anella Kelso to the show. Anella, how are you? I'm doing amazing. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous. Um, Did we uh, catch you at the right time? Well, yeah. Perfect timing. All right. Perfect. So, uh, Anella joining us here as uh, she does from time to time, and we're going to be talking about Snake River Farm stuff. We're going to be talking about, uh, obviously, brisket and beef and some pork. I don't know if you uh, happen to hear the segment before me, but I was talking to this guy who has created something called the Steak Ager, which is like a dry ager for, like, your beer fridge or your extra refrigerator. Are you familiar with that product? Yeah, I was listening a little bit in and kind of have seen it before floating around on the Internet. It's very interesting, to say the least. Do you Is that something that you would recommend putting in your product, like, conjoining those two or does the wagyu kind of stand on its own and uh, not to be uh, approached with any type of dry aging or anything like that well everything that we sell right now is all aged anyway i mean we wet age um we don't dry age our product but we've i mean we've looked at offering some dry aged product but we age everything for 28 days before it even gets to your house so, I mean, you could further age. We have a lot of people who further age um, their products, be it wet aging or dry aging. I think it's all just about preference. Anella Kelso joining me here on the show. Anella, uh, King of the Smoker is coming up this coming weekend. Uh, I think it's, you know, in its fourth year, fifth year, whatever it is. Uh, but, you know, pretty short-lived in terms of age when you look at a lot of other barbecue competitions. But one that pretty much all of the cooks are hoping to get invited to because of all the great things that they're hearing about it, all of the great sponsors that are involved with it, plus uh, the great charity that it is benefiting uh, with the uh, Casey Lee Ball Foundation. And I uh, just wanted your take on it and, and what Snake River Farms is helping out with this weekend. So this is our third year back um, as brisket sponsors, and we are actually making it an honorary SRF challenge this year. So we're throwing down a um, another custom, uh, it'll be like a one-of-a-kind custom SRF and KOS drum smoker. Mm-hmm. Uh, the brisket winner gets extra cash. And it's so we provide all the briskets for all the teams. Uh, it's, I mean, you guys, I don't know if, I mean, I would assume everyone knows it's the most level playing field in barbecue. And it is just a super awesome event. We also provide product for the vending um, and we do some, you know, there's some team dinners and stuff like that that happen that we're super excited for this year. Um, the vending, uh, the proceeds go to benefit the Case Lee Ball Foundation as well as OBR. And it's just, it's it's an amazing event. If, if you're in California, if you're close, if you have the opportunity to come out and hang out on Saturday and see it, it's honest to goodness like no other event that you will go to all year. So I think it's safe to say, regardless of what uh, one of the 24 teams wins, they're going to be using a Snake River Farm, and that is also going to be winning brisket. So if we look back at some of the other great competitions that took place this year, obviously the American Royal, the Jack Daniels, uh, Snake River Farms, uh, a real big part in success for a lot of teams. Uh, Do you really have it kind of dialed down as to how well the teams did that were using the products? 
Um, in the, you know, in the last, in October, we had, you know, the two, the two big ones. I mean, we had the Jack and we had um, the Royal that we were out at. Uh, we, we figured we had about 80% of the pack at the Jack using our product. Uh, you know, Tuffy won and he uses, he cooks our stuff and then Shake and Bake got a 180 and, you know, one brisket there where Tim, you know, felt it necessary to like pick me up and swing me around in, in celebration. It was a little, you know, that was a little scary. Um, at the Invitational, uh, the Grand, you know, 9131, and then Tithy Canoe had a 180 brisket. And then at the Open, you know, Darren and Sherry just killed it, and, you know, they won it, and they also had a 180 brisket. So we had 180 briskets at the Jack, the Invitational, and the Open. I guess I'm just wondering from a marketing standpoint, obviously that's your niche, but when you talk to, you know, some of the other people within the agri-beef uh, umbrella What's their feedback to you or what's their reaction when you go back and tell them, hey, you know, the teams that are using our stuff, this is what they've been able to accomplish and really the biggest events that are taking place in the course of a competition season? So it has been incredible. You know, we started the we started a 180 club this year and um, we had a lot of the folks, we put it just out on the website for people to, you know, apply for and a lot of folks in our office are like, you know, what's a 180 club? What is the 180? And so we kind of have been explaining it. And, you know, when I pitched it to my boss, I was like, oh, you know, 180s are pretty rare. You don't, you know, you don't see them a whole lot. And, like, right now we have 56 people wow. in the 180 club and for this year. And, you know, our owner, um, so our company was founded by Bob Rebholt Sr. Our current, our his son took over when he passed away. And he has been, you know, he's been like, I got to go to one of these contests. I got to go to one of these contests. And he's been talking about it for, you know, the last year or so, because they're really super supportive of what we're doing. And so he's actually coming out to King of the Smoker. Um, you know, when he was like, you know, which one, which one should I go to? And I'm like, well, you got to come out to this one. Right. And, you know, it's just, it's the, the amazing teams and the venue is amazing. And I don't know if you've ever been to one, but to watch, um, you know, Sterling's team is just fantastic and and what what the number of folks that he has working for him that they do in these days and the way they treat the teams i mean there's a reason everybody wants to be invited to this event and so we're we're taking we're bringing the owner this year and he's gonna his first barbecue contest so i'm sure he'll want to start a team afterwards and um <laughs> yeah it's you know, it, we have great support from everyone in our everyone in our company. I, I would think that if this is the first competition you're going to, it's got to be one of the best to cut your teeth on because you have 24 of arguably the best cooks that are out there right now and or that are considered to be the best cooks of all time. I mean, competition barbecue hasn't been around forever, mid-80s or whatever it is. So, you I mean, you're really able to see where it began and you're able to see the people that have been able to be competitive all the way through like a Johnny Trigg and then you have, you know, some of the young guns like 913 and then you have some of those steadfast guys like Iowa Smoky D's and Cool Smoke and Myron Mixon. It really runs it's a sport that really runs the gamut. You don't get to see those guys that played great back when baseball started when football started, but you can do that here in the sport of barbecue, which is great, right? Yeah, I mean it is I mean it's it's an awesome event and to get to go out and see all the teams and just be a part of it. That's why, I mean, we truly, we, we love the event. We love the teams. We love getting to, you know, come out and showcase our product and, you know, have it in the, the hands of the best folks in the business. And it's, I mean, and I mean, it's in Palm Springs in December, so it's not, 
it's not that hard to convince me I need to go. Certainly doesn't suck. Anella Kelso joining me here on the show. SnakeRiverFarms.com is the website. Obviously, the holidays are uh, ripe upon us. We just had Thanksgiving. Christmas is coming up. Uh, also, Hanukkah and you know all the associated holidays. Uh, from a product standpoint and a business standpoint, out of the competition scene of barbecue, uh, what are you guys gearing up for, and what are some of the most popular items for holidays that you guys are getting put together? So um, November and December are actually our two busiest months of the entire year for everything. Um, we did I don't I mean we did a pre Black Friday sale where we did some Bogo stuff and you know some briskets were included in there and that got a little crazy. Um, we have some really great gifting collections. We do a lot of corporate gifting. Um, we have a lot of companies who, who give us a call and say, you know, we, we've done Harry and David gifts and we've done, you know, they're kind of over the traditional Christmas gifts that you send to your customers, your clients. And they're like, we want, just want to send really awesome steaks. And so we do a lot of corporate gifting, um, our roasts we will likely sell out of this year and the hams. Um, I know I always kind of joke about the hams being just something special and you can't explain it until you've actually tried it. And, you know, I told you that as well. And it's, I mean, it truly is. We sell a ton of hams and it's just, they have this weird cult following. And so, yeah, we just, we have, you know, great ham deals. Um, We have a great gold grade special coming up Uh, starting Friday. We're going to have a special on all of our gold grade products. And so we really just want to put the best, it's that time of year where if there is no, there's no more special occasion than the holidays and people really are willing to, you know, to really celebrate. And we just want to make sure that their celebrations include the best food they can get. How does the product get a gold grade? What do you guys look for in order to give it that stamp? So it's, it's, it's all based on the, the marbling and, you know, it's just like when you're grading select choice prime, um, you know, within the Snake River Farms bracket, we have um, silver, black, and gold. Silver is available in food service only, and that, you know, sits right above prime. Black falls between a, um, a six and a nine on the Japanese grading scale, the BMS scale, and then gold falls between a nine and a 12. So it's the, it's the marbling. It's it's incredibly marbled product. Of course, I love the fact that it's the season of giving, and Anella is free giving with the giveaways here on this show. And we're going to play a game at the top of the second hour. But what are we going to be giving away on the show tonight? So I'm all I'm always about giving away hams at Christmas time. Um, so we're going to do a whole bone-in ham. If you haven't had the ham, you're in search. I mean, they're just amazing. Totally. They retail at $179. Um, which when you think about hams, you go, oh, good Lord, that's a lot of money for a ham. We've never had anyone – I mean, we we sell out of them every year. I mean, we just – we do. They're really great. So we're going to give away a whole ham, and then um, we're going to give away your favorite. You seem to really like the flat iron, and I feel like if you like it that much, we should totally – be sharing it with others, and we'll give one of those away, too. All right, so we're going to have fun with that. we got some uh, game shows planned at the 10 o'clock hour, but we're going to be giving away a whole ham and a flat iron steak as well, so two separate winners. Thanks to uh, Snake River Farms for doing that. Now, uh, let's talk about next year and the Snake River Farm challenges and what what maybe we can help you with. So we are, um, you know, the first year we kind of did the challenges. We did, we had, you know, one 
The next year we did three. This year we did five. We really want to expand and we want to pick really great contests all over the country. And we, we have an application process where we would love to hear from promoters. Um, if you would like us to come out to your event, you know, what we do is we come out, we, we promote the fact that if you use Snake River Farms products um, and you win, we throw down drum smokers, we throw down extra cash, um, we do, you know, and, and those kind of things for the event, you know, we come out, we really love when they're tied to charities so that we can help give back to the local communities, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. We just want really great events that teams really love to be at um, that we can come out and, you know, make the event better. Um, if people are interested in having us come to their event, I would love for them to email me. Um, it's just Anella, A-N-N-E-L-L-A, at snakeriverfarms.com, and we'll get you the application and hopefully get you on the, the list for next year. All right, so it's snakeriverfarms.com. That's the website. If you have a contest that you know you might be interested in uh, hooking this up, again, email Anella, Anella at snakeriverfarms.com, and... 10 o'clock hour here on this show. We're giving away a whole ham and a flat iron steak, courtesy of Snake River Farms. So, Nella, always appreciate the time, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks so much, Greg. You got it. There she is. It's the Meat Maven. Nella Kelso uh, for Snake River Farms. Who's more excited to me than giving away free hams and beef? Nobody's more excited than me. I'm very excited. Uh, thanks again, by the way, uh, people asking me about the shirt. It says, Ina hearts me. That, uh, goes back to two weeks ago when we were talking about, I don't even remember how the hell we even got, oh, Meathead Goldwyn's book had made it to, uh, Amazon's top 10 books of 2016. And the first one listed was Ina Garten. That's what it was. And I said, Hey. You know, when it comes right down to it, I would absolutely marry Ina Garten because, A, she takes care of Jeffrey. She lives in the Hamptons. She cooks for a wild and exotic people of all races, colors, creeds, and uh, uh, whatever I'm trying to think of word-wise that I can't come up with. What's not to love about her? She's got that cute little banged haircut. She knows how to write books. She's a catch. She's a catch. Ina, I'm, you know, I'm available. Just say, Ina hearts me. That's what the shirt says. My man John hooked me up with that. He listens, and then he uses creativity. Speaking of creativity, no one more creative back in the day than the barbecue guru. They created automatic pit temperature controlled devices right here. Don't buy from anybody else. This is the one you want to do it with. Not familiar with how they work? I don't like to get into the minutia. But imagine a product that allows you to set pit temperature and once set, keeps it running at that temperature all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? It's not. It's real life. You can take advantage of this technology today. Because maybe you're a busy working professional. You're constantly on the run with kids doing errands. And quite frankly, you just don't have the time to set up and do all that stuff with the pit tending. Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt, a brisket, a couple slabs of ribs, or all of that, and you can do whatever it need. Uh, you can do whatever it is you need to get done. Number of different models to choose from. Real heavy now on Party Q. You know somebody that's getting a big green egg. You know somebody that's getting a Weber Smoky Mountain. One of these types of cookers. 
You want to help them in the ramp-up department, but on the less expensive side, Party Q is the one. Around 130 bucks. Runs on AA batteries. It's a complete package. Not a lot of stuff to set up with. You just hook the probe into the cooker, set your temperature, you're off and running. And it can go from one style of cooker to the next. Easy stuff. Here's what you do. You head on over to the website, thebbqguru.com. You check out their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them. Don't guess. Please call them directly, 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. And they will make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. Again, 800-288-GURU. Or visit thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru is a breakthrough in barbecue technology. All right, uh, we're back to wrap up the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Advice on cooking brisket and ribs. And the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Hey, welcome back. 216-220-0966. 216-220-0966. Write that number down or look at it right here. Whoop. And get ready to call in if you want to win a $180 ham. $180 ham from Snake River Farms. Or if you're the first caller in and you win, you have the option of choosing the Flat Iron Steak. My favorite steak currently. So, thanks to Anella Kelso for donating those. I mean, that's got to be roughly near $300 plus worth of uh, donation just right now. It's not even Christmas yet, or Hanukkah, or whatever you celebrate. Maybe you're just celebrating eating really good food, and you're not a holiday person. I get it. Nothing better than that ham or that steak. Cut the steak thinly. Put thinly sliced ham on the steak between some good crusty toasted bread with a little bit of grilling oil on top and slam it in your hole. Yeah. Love it. Do that. So, get ready to play Winery or Rehab. Coming up here in a few minutes for a steak or a ham. And again, the first person to call in and you win gets the option of choosing. Once one is picked, then obviously you can only have the other one. And that's free, by the way. So, get ready for top of the second hour. Looking forward to that. Also, Steakager. That was the first guest that we had in the uh, 914 segment. The Steakager.com. 250 bucks. 
and interested to get your take on that. If you have it, if you're listening to this in podcast, and you have it and you've used it, drop me a line. Let me know what your complete thoughts are about it. I'm very interested. Also, for anybody that wins for the first winner this evening, you will also get uh, Sterling Ball's Better Late Than Never CD with songs like Oklahoma Hills, Let It Be Me, Gonna Build Me a Mountain, and I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry. All cover versions. That's cool. Sterling, a master on the fat neck. I saw a great video of Sterling Ball and... This was like uh, YouTube, but that was on E.T. with Lisa Gibbons, I think. Is that right? Talking about uh, Eddie Van Halen, Sterling Ball, and Sterling's son Casey. When he had the uh, voice... Or the voice... When he had the uh, kidney transplant. That was a long time ago. Look what he's done. Awesome. All right. We're coming back. We'll get a caller. We'll do winery or rehab. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central radio networks. Stick around. We will be right back. Hang on. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine, how you doing? You have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? He ate two feet for wiener. So listen, Lavernius, shut the face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> you have top men working on it right now. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Hey, hey, you found the Barbecue Central show. Congratulations. You've accomplished what few have been able to do. Get the show live, local and late breaking. It's a show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue. We originate from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It's the barbecue capital of the North Coast. Of course, you know all of that. If you missed the first hour... A, where were you? Second, don't worry. 
It's going to be on podcast come 11.55 this evening Eastern. So you can start getting it then. It'll play all day tomorrow on the stream and uh, then in rotation after that. The tower, the new tower of power is now in-house. Thanks to Kevin Huber. This thing is a beast, beast mode. So I'm very excited to, uh, I'm kind of in the process of, uh, let's say, setting it up right now. And as soon as I get it set up, which is probably going to be, oh, I'm hoping that I'll have it set up come Wednesday and then I can spend some days kind of making sure I have it right and that I haven't screwed anything up and that I have everything that is going to allow me to continue to do the show. But because of some of these upgrades that I have, I'm very excited uh, that some of the, and maybe you don't even really notice it. I mean, there is that possibility as well, but I think what the new Tower of Power is going to be bringing is going to really help uh, some of the aesthetics and performance of the show, if you will. So uh, looking forward to getting that up and running in some form or fashion here over the next couple days and then really putting it through its paces here come next Tuesday. So stay tuned for that. All right. Uh, I just took myself off the screen there. So here we go. Everybody very excited because it's time for everybody's favorite show, Winery or Rehab. Yeah, that's right. Winery or Rehab. I know. You know. You know what I'm talking about. All right. So we're going to go ahead and race to the hotline and welcome in our first contestant, uh, area code 414. Tell us a little bit about yourself. My name's Tim Braden from A Motley Q Barbecue. Oh, Tim Braden from A Motley Q. Love it. Look at this guy showing up. You're ready to win some high-dollar pork and or steak, right, Tim? Absolutely. All right, Tim. So uh, here's how the game is played. We're going to give you, well, not we're, but I'm, going to give you a name. For instance, uh, Hot Ranch. And then you're going to tell me if it's a winery or if it's a rehab. Very simple. You have to get three out of five in order to have your pick of the ham or the flat iron steak. Sound easy enough? Sure. Let's play the game. All right, Tim from A Motley Q. The first place of business, which is either a winery or a rehab, is named Hell's Canyon. Is it a winery or a rehab? Hell's Canyon. I'm going to go with winery. I'm going to go with winery. All right. Go ahead and lock you in on winery. Indeed, it is a winery. Look at this guy. One for one. Here we go to the second one. Tim, you're on a roll. Here we go. The second place of business is Harmony Hill. Is Harmony Hill a winery or a rehab? Ooh, that could be either. Uh, I'm going to go with winery again. Right. Lock you in on winery. Indeed, it is a winery. Look at this guy. 
One more away from your pick of the ham or the steak. All right. Tim is two for two. This one could do it. Tim, tell me, is the Shamrock a winery or a rehab? Oh. The Shamrock. If that's a rehab place, that's got to be one of the worst names, so I'm going to go with uh, winery. All right, I'm looking at the instant chat, getting a lot of what? I'm also getting a lot of rehab. All right, so let me ask you, am I locking you in on winery? Yes. Lock you in? The Shamrock is a winery. Look at this guy. Look at you. Wow. You've done it. All right. Let me back out all this damn noise. Tim, you've uh, you've won, so congratulations first and foremost. So now, not only, not only are you getting the Sterling Ball Better Late Than Never CD where he is playing the fat neck, that's bass for you common folks. You also have the option of choosing the Snake River Farms whole ham valued at $180, yours for free after tax, or the flat iron Wagyu beef steak, which is my favorite steak today. Your pick since you won first. I am a huge steak guy, right? but everybody's been talking about that ham, so I'm going to go with the ham. All right, Tim is going to take the ham. That's not a bad decision, by the way. I've had the ham, and it's exactly what Anella said. You look at the price tag, you shit your pants, and then you eat it, and you're like, oh, my God, it's the best thing I've ever had. So uh, definitely. Exactly. Here's what you do, Tim. You email me your shipping info. I'll get it over to Anella. Send me one at greg at com, and uh, there you go. Cool. All right, Tim. Thanks so much. Thank you very much, Anella, Snake River Farms, and Barbecue Central. All right. Thanks so much, uh, and Tim, we bid you adieu. All right, beat it. And we go to area code 631. Who's this? Hey, Greg, this is Nick from New York. Nick from New York. Look at you. All right, Nick. Are you ready to play winery or rehab, Nick? Yeah, man. All right, let's do it. You know how the game is played, right, Nick? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. We're going to go right off the bat. The uh, flat iron steak is the only thing left for grabs. I'm sure that's a good uh, consolation prize for you, though. Oh, I would think so. Of course. All right, Nick. Here we go. Uh, tell me, is Stonecrest a winery or rehab? Uh, I'm going to go winery. All right, going to go winery. Lock you in on winery. Stonecrest is a winery. Congratulations. Look at you. One for one right out of the gate. Keeping in uh, Tim's hot streak. Let's go ahead and get you your second one. All right, Nick. uh, Is the Silver Moon a winery or a rehab? Silver Moon. I'm going to go rehab. All right. Lock in on rehab. The Silver Moon is indeed a winery. That's all right. We're one for the positive and we're one for the negative. So now we're best of uh, three. So tell me, is 
Rising Sun, a winery or a rehab? Uh, rehab. Rehab, all right. Lock in on rehab. And the rising sun is indeed a rehab. All right, we're back. Two to the plus, one to the negative. So you have two more to get one right. Here we go. This could be it for the flat iron steak. I'm very excited, Nick. Are you excited? Oh, I'm, I'm jumping for joy. All right, good. <laughs> Talk to me about this particular place of business. Wood River. Is Wood River a winery or rehab? That's a tough one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go rehab. All right. Wood River is a winery. Oh, boy. Well... My friend Nick certainly has a flair for the dramatic. It's all come down to this. We're two to the positive, two to the negative, and we have to get it right here, or we have to figure out some way to figure out how we're going to get uh, give this flat iron steak away. So here we go. All right, for go. all the marbles, Nick, is The Ridge a winery or rehab? The Ridge. Um, that is a rehab. It's a rehab. All right, final answer, Nick? Final answer. All right, we'll lock you in. For all of the marbles, it's got to come down to this one for the flat iron steak. The ridge is a rehab. You've done it, my friend. Look at this guy. All right, so just like uh, Tim... Shoot me an email, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com, and reference Flatiron Steak, and give me your shipping info, and uh, we'll get you hooked up there, Nick. Really appreciate you calling in tonight. Thank you. Thank you very much, Greg. Have a Merry Christmas. You too. It's Nick, ladies and gentlemen. Nick. That's right. Nick did it. All right. Well, we've had a successful giveaway. Tim from A Motley Q won the ham, and Nick from New York has won the Flatiron Steak. And from everybody here at Winery or Rehab, we bid you a fondue. Thank you. All right. Love that. I could be a game show host. Underdog lady. Never mind. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about Cook Shack. Manufacturers of some smoker ovens for barbecue lovers without any amount of cooking experience. Whether you barbecue in the backyard, the competition circuit, and a five-star dining facility, Cook Shack has a unit that will do the job. And with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks, the perfect one-stop shop. Cook Shack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos, Two blogs, Smoke and Grilling 101s, and a video cooking classroom. Check out their website at cookshack.com. Or follow them on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, and Google+. Get advice or share your passion for barbecue on their world-class barbecue forum. They still have that. Cook Shack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champions because they were designed by a champion, Ed Fast, Eddie Morin. The FEC 100, the PG 1000, always customer favorites. The PG 1000 doubles as a smoker and a grill. The pellet grill line gives you the most for money. 
Kochak Residential Smokers, the number one smoker in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you can cook in an oven, you can cook on a Kochak. Passion and dedication drives Kochak's manufacturing with quality always being at the forefront. Get the best in barbecue since 1962. Call 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. Or visit their website at cookshack.com. That's cookshack.com. All right, I'm jazzed. A little more King of the Smoker talk coming up. Stick around. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Networks. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Unknown Smoker Accessories, purveyors of made-in-the-USA stainless steel barbecue and smoker lid hinges, barbecue accessory hangers, rocket-hot chimney grillers, heavy-duty aluminum foil dispensers. The fine products from Unknown Smoker Accessories keep your gear where it needs to be at arm's length and ready for battle. Visit unknownbbq.com slash shop. Unknownbbq.com slash shop. And if you call promo or if you use promo code REMPE, R E M P E, you can take 15% off your entire order. Who doesn't want that? I want it. Promo code REMPE. All right. King of the Smokers is coming up this week. Who better to talk about King of the Smokers than with the current KCBS Team of the Year and. The KCBS Team of the Year runner-up last year. Of course, I'm talking about David Qualls from the American Dream Barbecue Team and Travis Clark from, where the hell is my cursor? And Travis Clark from the Clark Crew Barbecue. <laughs> Gents, welcome into the Hi, show Greg. here. How are you guys? I uh, appreciate you joining me here tonight. Uh, Travis, let's go ahead and start with you. Uh, been a little bit since you've been on the show, and I want to get your take on where Clark Crew and the 2016 competition season has run along for you guys? Uh, you know, it was a it was a good year. We uh, we had a lot of fun. Went to a lot of new places. wasn't as wasn't as good as last year, I guess, and a lot of people's eyes. But we had a we had a lot of fun and had a solid year. David Qualls, American Dream Barbecue Team runner-up, KCBS Team of the Year last year. Uh, how do you gauge 2016, Dave? Oh, hell, not near as much stress. It's been a lot more fun. Here, I guess here's the question, guys. I mean, you guys were right in the thick of it all the way down to the end last year. Dave, let me start with you. Um, and you had said it. I mean, you kind of said and, and echoed the sentiments of pretty much every single team that's really made a run at KCBS Team of the Year. The next year, man, the pressure was off. I had a lot more fun because I wasn't chasing it. So uh, does that somehow speak at all ill of the of the marathon that it takes to be KCBS team of the year. Oh no, no. Uh you know, ask any Cleveland Indian what oh. kind of season they had, you know, and, and they'll tell you it was a hell of a stressful season, but I wouldn't have traded the World Series for nothing. 
you know, uh, in, in the same way here. I just, there's, there's no way I would want to chase it two years in a row. I don't have that stamina, but it was, it was a lot of blast doing it. Uh, we didn't start out to, to do a team of the year run. We wound up in a team of the year run and being hard headed, I wouldn't just quit, you know, and just going to, you know, stop and say, okay, I can't catch it. You know, you got to chase it to the end. And that's when it just got grueling. But then this year we've had a blast. You know, uh, we started out this year and I told Chris and we talked about it to a lot of folks. I don't care if we win a contest this year. We're going to go out and have fun. We still wound up winning five and reserving a couple. And I think out of 27, we finished top 10 and all but like three. So, I mean, I'm happy. Uh, Trav, same question to you. Uh, you won it last year. Uh, we had talked at the end when we were kind of taking a look back at what the, what kind of a grind it was. And then this year, uh, as you said, maybe some people think that you're, you're not having as, as good of a year. I don't think you can make that argument at all myself, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, how do you look back on 2015 and winning that team of the year and putting in that work and knowing that the following year you were already setting up to not even really make a run for it again because of all that stuff you had to put in for 2015? You know, 2015, I I, I knew what I wanted to try to do, and, and that's the dumbest thing in the world to, to try to call it and say that's what you're going after. It's just so much stress, and it, it really – I mean, it's bad to not say it's worth it, but I mean, I don't regret it, but I don't know if I'd do that again. It was just it was just a ton of work, you know, and and it was fun in the long run. It really was fun being being in a close race like that, and but it's not something I'd want to do again. Deep, this deep. year, I wasn't really going to cook much at all. End up having knee surgery, so I was off work for several months, so I just cooked a bunch, but it was kind of hobbled up in the process of doing it but we, we still had a lot of fun do you think that there's a way or do you have an idea of making that team of the year a little bit more accessible uh to for teams to want to make an effort to to go at it multiple years if they wanted to because it always seems like the team that wins it really has a defiant there i just can't do it again for the second year would you like to see or do you have a suggestion on a way to make it a little bit more palatable for a team to at least attempt or say we might make that run you know, you know, I don't know. Maybe if they would change, change the the start and the end of the season. You know, like a lot of people have talked about. You know, end, ending that maybe earlier in the fall or something. That would make it a little easier to do more contests in the summertime, like for us, where we got four kids. You know, it's just it's just too hard with the family to. I mean, you just walk away from your family for a year, basically, to try and do it the way it is. And, and there's always going to be that guy out there willing to cook forty times. And that you know, I mean, let's be real, it's. It's hard to win team of the year on ten contests. I mean, you 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 got to cook. It's just it's just hard to do. And if you're in a position like myself as a full time job, you know, you work forty to fifty hours a week already. It's it's hard to it's hard to log a thousand miles in a weekend and do it. You know, and I did it. I've done it for two years, and I mean, it's it'll wear you out. Dave, you're an outside the box type of a thinker. You've seen some of the the inner workings of KCBS. Do you have a, an idea? And, and, and never one, of course, shy to, to share an opinion. Do you have an idea that might make it a little bit more palatable, or, or or not such a marathon in order for a team that might win it one year to to look at a second year run? Well, there's two or three schools of thought, and a lot of the old guys sit there and say, "Well, it's got to be a marathon. It's not a team of the year race. Two or three of y'all aren't chasing each other all around the." the nation all year long and you know i mean i understand that but but that's back when there was 300 teams in kcbs max 
now you've got to kind of change it. I agree with Travis that the dates that it starts and ends it needs to be a little bit different. It needs to culminate when there's a little deep concentration of contests. I mean, when, when, when you end at December 15th and there's literally 15 contests in October, November, and December, and you're chasing each other, you've got to go across the nation. It becomes a marathon. But uh, there's some things they could do there. There's some things, I mean, it'd be nice to even see it turn into a tournament per se of, okay, I'm going to, you know, we're going to have a team of the year competition. We're going to pick 30 contests or 50 contests, and you've got to cook at least 12 or 15 of them or something like that. I mean, it, there, there's a whole litany of, of, of propositions. What they're going to have to do is just pick one and stick with it. Right now what we've got is what we've got, and that's what's happening. Uh, gosh, Blaine Hunter. What a great deal. I mean, he jumped out there, hit hard, hit fast. Nobody else hit it hard and fast with him. And he's not having to, you know, be, be the hunted now. And so it's been a good year for team of the year teams this year because it has, there's no tight races. It's always when there's a tight race is when it just becomes a 12 month deal, you know, and, and, and how Donnie Bray with Warren County had stamina to do that two years in a row. <laughs> My hat's off to him. I, 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 I don't have enough uh, uh, attention to to do that two years in a row like that. It, it's tough, and I don't really know what a quick solution is for everybody. David Qualls from the American Dream Barbecue Team and Travis Clark from Clark Crew Barbecue Team joining me here on the show. All right, guys, so both of you are making the press out west to take part in the King of the Smoker that is going to be happening this coming weekend. Uh, Trav, let me talk to you first. Uh, you know, in your eyes, what do you think makes this event so good? And, and considering it is an infight and it is restrictive on cooker and accessories, and it's a hike depending on where you live, and it hasn't really been around for a long time, but when you hear it brought up in conversations or when I'm talking to pitmasters here on this show, it really seems to be gaining acclaim at a considerable rate. What do you think sets it apart from some of those other competitions? You know, there's nothing else. there's nothing else like it. You know, the way Sterling and his staff put it together, I mean, you're, you're treated like royalty out there. You know, they, they, they're so, everything is so well thought out from their selection. And, I mean, that's damn hard to pick 24 teams to start with. But they put a lot of time into that. They put a lot of time into what to make it great for the teams. And then they take the other things out of it. So, you know, you don't have the luxury of, of having a pit minder. You don't have the luxury of this fan. You know, they make you be a cook. I mean, basically, I mean, there's a lot of other ways to word it, but they make you be a cook. And, I mean, that, I think everybody kind of likes the challenge of that. And then, then they turn around and take the, the meat factor out of it, you know, and they say, this this is your box of meat. This is what you get. They do a live draw for that. I mean, it just it's just a whole different deal that I think any team that, that even would get the opportunity to do that would would jump at the chance. I mean, it's just an amazing event, you know, and then, you're raising money for a charity. It's hard to even remember that they're, you're there doing that for that. I mean, my first year, I was in such awe of everything. You know? And then you see them give away all this money to this charity, and it's it's just unbelievable. It, it just really is. Uh, Dave, from your perspective as somebody who has started up a uh, competition and you've seen it grow, and uh, then you're also competing on the other side, uh, what do you think really separates King of the Smoker from some of the others out there? You know, Greg, it, obviously the exclusivity of it, uh, it, it's the brass ring on the merry-go-round. And uh, it's 
it, it's, an, it's an honor to be picked. There's probably 75 to 100 teams that any of them could be eligible to, to do that deal. I, I don't know how Sterling makes that pick and uh, that, that's what's good for it, but it, it, it's truly a culinary challenge. Like Travis says, you know, it takes all the gadgets and the gizmos away. But it's just, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have spices, some sauce, some rub. We're gonna give everybody light meat, so nobody comes in with an advantage over proteins. And it's just a it's a pitmaster challenge, and hence the king of the smoker. And you know, the cream has always risen to the top in that contest with the champions that it's had. And and that's to me, that's nothing. I'd go out there with a skillet. And, and a spatula and cook that thing for what it to, to be able to get to go. But for the charity and the thing and the thousands of kids that this thing is benefiting with uh, pediatric kidney disorders. I mean, that's what it means to me more than anything. I mean, I would go out there and be a janitor at it if, it, if I had the opportunity to go out there and help kids. And that, that's, that's the base behind this. The icing on the cake is, is, his stirring and his ingenuity has brought a bunch of top-tier cooks together and made a challenge out of it. At the same time, it's created a reason for the public to come and watch it and raise money. So it's, it's a multifaceted event that a standard barbecue contest can't even emulate. Travis, from a cook's perspective, and I don't think anybody uh, would argue the fact that you and Dave uh, went up against the best of the best all year last year, when you get into an event like this, and that includes, you know, any Jack Daniels and any American Royal Opens and or Invitationals. So when you get into a event like this or an Invitational like this and you are going up against 23 of these great teams, is there any trepidation on your part? Is there any extra pressure on you to want to go above and beyond what you would normally to really show these guys that you're the man? You know, uh this year, I'm really trying to focus to, I feel like I want to cook a lot better at it. You know, last year, I went into it with not a care in the world. It was just, I tried different recipes on every meat I did. I mean, I cooked on a borrowed pit. I I really had no stress. I mean, it's just, once you once you get that call that you, that you get a go, it's just, it's stress-free. It's like, oh, man, all right. You know, you just, you feel good about it. You know, this year, I, I actually went out of my box, something I've never done in practice. And I practiced for this event. I mean, Sterling's got such a good lineup of teams. I, I've been struggling on on some things, and I uh, I did a couple of practice cooks. So I mean, I'm I'm really actually uh, putting forth uh, all the effort and above than I ever have for any contest. I mean, it, you, you just want to have a good showing at it. You know, nobody wants to be last at it, but then you sit there and look at it, and the 24th place team at this thing is still a amazing team. Uh, Dave, your take on it, uh, same question to you. You've been in some high-pressure situations when you get into this type of a setting. Do you feel a little bit more added pressure to do well? You know, I think the biggest pressure on me is is, is to represent a deal like this. You know, not only is the American dream there, but we're there cooking the King of Smoker, benefiting Casey Ball Foundation, but we're also representing 4,000-plus barbecue teams across the nation. And the last thing I want to do is go there and goof it up and go, oh, well, wow, what the hell were they doing? And uh, my goals for this thing, and, and I was kind of like Travis. The first year we cooked it, I was so nervous. That's all I could think about. This year, to be honest with you, I hadn't even done a test cook. Travis and I were talking earlier today. He said, how'd your test cook going? I said, I didn't even have time 
to do it. And because, you know, I think I'm in more in tune with what's going on this year with it. And I'm comfortable with everybody that's cooking the contest and everybody there is a champion. And uh, my goal with this one's kind of like the goal of the very first contest we ever cooked in our life. Don't miss a turn in and try not to come in last. And uh, let's the go out there and have a good time and let's <laughs> represent. Yeah, you, you got to bring up the missing the turn-in thing at this conversation, right? So, uh, yeah, that Dave, let me ask you a question: Is it would it be better to win, or is it better to not be twenty fourth? Oh gosh, well, sure. I want to be king of the smoker. I'd be a cocky dude next year running around if I was king of the smoker. Um, uh, but uh, I mean. If you come in last, like Travis said, if you come in 24th, the, the guy who's going to come in 24th is still going to be one badass cook across the nation. You know, it's just somebody's got to come in 24th next next week. And I just hope it's not me. But if it is, you know, I'll just accept it and go unless, um, you know, unless I totally goofed something up and then I'll be mad at myself because it is probably the most prestigious contest that there is out there, you know, and, and there's some great contests, and I'm not taking anything away, but to be one of 24 called to do this thing based on your achievements throughout the whole year, that's a hell of a deal, you know, and and, and it's benefiting a bunch of kids at the same time, sick kids. Travis. That, that means more to me than anything. Travis, one of the other things that King of the Smokers kind of known for is getting the public engaged where a lot of other events that you would typically attend during the course of the year, you don't see that. Um, what does that mean to you to be able to kind of interact with that public and uh, be ambassadors for the sport of barbecue? You know, uh, I never thought I would be in a position to be able to do that. So to me, I, I'm still kind of in awe by that. You know, the amount of people that come out here and, and to see the excitement in these people's eyes about what they're doing, it's it's a really neat deal. And this is the second year I've got to do a do it like a mini class. I mean, it, it's, it's awesome. I mean, you're, you're flattered by getting to do that. And I mean, just to, to really just stand back and see all the people and go to the classes. I mean, I went and watched Darren's and Tuffy's and Donnie's you go, I'll go around and watch them. It is really something to see. I mean, and you don't know how to explain it to people until they go and see it, but the way they do it, it's just, it's just really something special to see. Dave, I know I had asked you about Team of the Year stuff and, and how could that be potentially rearranged to make it more palatable to have multiple years of engagement potentially. Uh, what about audience engagement? I mean, do you see a way to make something that happens at a King of the Smoker translatable out to a lot of the other competitions that happen during the course of the year, or is it not really realistic to think like that? No, it's realistic, but it's going to have to be kind of coordinated with some teams that aren't necessarily cooking the contest that may be there to just be an exhibition team. A good teaser for that this year was uh, Bass Pro Shops cut a deal with KCBS, and they did some barbecue demonstrations with teams out in front of the Bass Pros this year. And it was paid for by Bass Pro, and they had KCBS teams, you know, volunteer to do it, and they got paid, you know, reimbursed for their meat and some things like that. And that's things that uh, I could see KCBS getting involved in and organizers getting involved in. It just creates more public awareness. Uh, maybe some vendors. Of course, we all want to go to a contest to cook. That's why people's choice is so hard. Right. But if some of us top-tier guys, and I that, that sounds egotistical, but if some of the, the more prominent teams go out there and say, okay, I'm going to do three demo cooks this year at contests just to help 
promote barbecue, you know, that'll create awareness. And if it picks up one new team every time you do it, then you've added to the pool, you know, and I think that'd be easy to do. The whole demonstration to the team of Smoker is really good. I mean, Darren Worth put one on brisket last year that was worth $5,000. Most people would have paid for what he said and gave away to the public about brisket technique. And, you know, that's worth the price of admission for anybody that's in the area within, you know, a day's drive to come to this thing next week. It's just the seminars that's going to go on. Dave, aside from the American Dream Barbecue team, do you have a team of the remaining 23 that you think has a good shot at winning? <laughs> All of them. No, that's not good enough. Narrow it down. I wish I could. To be honest with you, I wish I could. I, I I can't I can't create a line on none of it because it's so evenly matched. You know, we all we all basically have the same tools to cook, and it's just down to cooks and techniques. And there's going to be some guys there that from the East Coast that I've never seen before cooked against. There's guys that have just dominated this year. There's guys that, I mean, how do you how do you say Blaine Hunter, Tuffy Stone, Myron Mixon, you know, are going to come up? you know, behind the guys with soft and 913 barbecue and then Travis Clark. I mean, this thing's going to be a, uh, a Donnybrook as, uh, as, uh, Jim Ross used to stay in pro wrestling. It's going to be a pier six. It's going to be a slobber knocker. A slobber knocker. That's right. Uh, it's Tra- going to be a slobber knocker. Slobber knocker. <laughs> Travis Clark. Um, what do you think aside from Clark crew having the best shot? Do you see anybody? Do you feel like anybody's coming in hot to this one? I don't, I don't think I got the best shot. Um, you know, uh, uh, I, I'll, I'll I've say it every every year, but Darren Worth. I mean, the guy's a big game hunter. I mean, the guy's got two more majors this year. Um, you know, him or him and Tuffy, those guys do something special when it comes to them majors. It'd be hard to bet against either one of them. But you know, the kind of the cool thing about this contest is every all twenty four of those teams all hit the same tables. You know, we all we all have the same opportunity. It's damn hard to pick one, but. Uh, I guarantee I wouldn't bet against those two. Travis Clark? Greg, yes. Greg I can tell you. Yep. Greg, I can tell you who the ultimate winner will be. Yeah, go ahead. It'll be those kids that, it, it'll be those kids that benefit from the Casey Lee Ball Foundation. Absolutely. Because so that's the reason why all of us are there. That's right. Uh Travis How much money how much money was that they presented, Dave? Do you remember? Last Three. year at the uh, awards presentation, the Casey Lee Ball Foundation had Generated over, I believe, eight and a half million dollars. Wow. Yeah, for it's just crazy. You know, when they start talking the numbers, now, it's it's amazing. You know, barbecue contests, the King of Smoker, the golf tournaments, the celebrity things. Yep. That whole organization that Sterling founded and backed has has put in over eight million dollars. Wow, and that's that's a great deal. Absolutely, Travis Clark is the pitmaster. Go ahead, Dave. It's just an honor that that barbecue has got its way into something like this that visible. That's cool. I mean, like I say, it's I'd hell I'd have paid to come to this thing if I was invited. <laughs> Travis Clark is the pitmaster of the Clark Crew Barbecue Team, your current KCBS Team of the Year, and uh, right behind him, David Qualls of the American Dream Barbecue Team, heading out to uh, Southern California to take part in King of the Smoker this coming weekend. Guys, I uh, wish you both good luck, and we'll see what happens. When the smoke clears this weekend, thanks so much for coming on. Thank, thank Greg, you, Greg. Thank you. You got it. There they are. Travis Clark and David Qualls.
of uh, American Dream Barbecue team and Clark Crew Barbecue. There you go. All right, we're a little behind, but that was well worth it. Can you? That's a ton of money, man. Ton of money. Good job. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about a way to step up the barbecue and grilling game. If you haven't thought about it yet, here's the time to think about it. Head on over to this website immediately, ButcherBBQ.com. That's right. Of course, we all know Butcher, well-known for the injections, the pork, the beef, the prime injection, the bird boosters, all that stuff. It's going to keep your meats juicy. It's going to hit them with some flavor. It's going to be all kinds of great, whether you're somebody in the backyard like me. And look, if you are a backyard cook and you've been like debating whether or not you should be injecting, Guess what? Don't think about it anymore. Get to injecting. Of course you should be doing it. It's great. It's not just for competition cook. Competition teams reaping the rewards of using Dave's products, to be sure. But it's not just reserved or granted. See what I did? For competitors. It's also for the backyard guys like me or caterers, stuff like this, restaurateurs. Now, if you're looking for go-to rubs and sauces, you've also hit the mother load here. The sauce, one of my most favorite sauces. If it's not my sauce, I love Dave's sauce. Nice, a little bit of sweetness. Not overly sweet. It's got some nice tang to it, a little back-end heat. It's great by itself. You can get all crazy if you want to and kind of use it as a base sauce and then throw in your own stuff from there. One thing that you're not going to be noticing, liquid smoke. Not there. Dave took the time and effort to make great sauce and not kind of take that easy way out like 98% of all the stuff that you find on the shelves in the grocery stores using that liquid smoke. Forget about it. I always say grab a box of six because it's going to go fast. I'm in a house full of women, and it has gone really quickly. Also, the rubs, those standby anchor rubs, the steak and the brisket rub, the honey rub, love those. Then you have cherry. Then you have pecan. Then you have Chipiatli. Then you have Dave's Triple X Secret Private Masters Insane Blend. I've just remarketed it. Dave, you're welcome. Six rubs, right? Come on. What are you waiting for? And then the product that has changed my life, the grilling oil. Three flavors. I like butter. But Steakhouse is great as well. Also Chipotle, great as well. You head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. You stock up right now. ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Stock up for the holidays. Butcher Barbecue. Always trust your butcher. All right, we're back with Scott Roberts right after this. Stick around. to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right. Gift giving is going to be happening. Maybe you're going to be giving a rub. Maybe you're going to be giving sauces. You don't want to give crappy ones. That's why we have the Master Sauce and Rub Reviewer show up on this show every month. You can also find him at scottrobertsweb.com where he's a fiery foods expert. So, let's see what's happening this month. 
What's up, Scott? Hey, how you doing, Greg? Absolutely fabulous, man. How are you? Oh, I can't complain. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, so-so. So-so? Uh, enough much to report. I didn't have to cook it. Oh, all right. Maybe that's good, maybe that's bad. Who knows? Man, what the hell happened to my setup here? What a nightmare. Uh, maybe I should be sitting at that chair right there. Oh, you should be, but... I mean, yeah, in front of the green screen. Holy moly. <laughs> well, I bet if I punch you yeah. up here, well, you're not even there. I'm not even there. Wow. The Skype cloud is, though. Yeah, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put you in this. I don't even think that's really the right... Well, okay, so here you are. Here's Scott Somewhere. Robert. So talk to me about a, a fiery foods first, and then we'll go ahead and get into uh, the uh, sauces and the rubs. I guess on the whole, while we didn't, I guess, officially do month-to-month-to-month type of stuff, there didn't really seem to be a lot of earth-shattering stuff in the world of fiery foods this year. Not a whole lot, but just a couple of weeks ago at the brand new Arizona Hot Sauce Expo, a Guinness World Record was set, and that is eating the most, uh, the largest amount of Carolina Reaper peppers in one minute. Like and eating and consuming. Guy, I'm sorry. Eating and consuming. Eating and consuming, yes, and keeping yes. them down without them uh, coming back up. Yeah. That's all part of the record. All right. So uh, a guy from Irvine, California named Greg Foster. I'm going to be talking to him Thursday, interviewing him. And he consumed 120 grams, uh, Carolina Reaper peppers. And uh, that is equivalent to, I believe, like a cereal bowl full of them. Really? Just, yeah, just stuffing them down, chewing them enough to make them go down your throat and having them sit in your stomach. Wow. It's uh, it's bad enough trying to eat just one of them. Yeah, but 120 grams that's uh, that's quite a feat. Well, I saw. Um, I think I don't know if you saw the video I posted, but there was some guy named uh, Catfish Cooley, and he ate three Reaper peppers and then uh, also downed a bottle of Fireball at will. And I thought, you know, I saw that we did like the that one the last time on when the chicks took like one bite and they were bouncing around, their boobs were showing and. But they were really affected by that Carolina Reaper pepper that they – but that was like mm-hmm. one bite. And this guy choked down three whole Carolina Reapers and then fireball on top of it. And I thought that was insane, but this is even more than uh, Catfish Cooley. Yes, very insane. So wow. I'm going to find out if this guy has like normal human organs or if it's just like all titanium or something. Yeah, no kidding. That's just unreal. Well, I mean I can only imagine what kind of uh, – loving he's in for the next day or or perhaps even it doesn't even take next day it might be hours later does it take hours later is it minutes later like what's the deal for that if you're eating that much or does it all depend on how you're made up it depends on how you're made up sometimes yeah it can uh, you feel the effects of it you know uh, exiting your body hours later the next morning um me just from experience uh, probably about an hour to 90 minutes in, yeah. I get the stomach cramping. But that's more from like pepper extracts. It's not necessarily just chili peppers themselves. All right, people don't extracts, get, they can be nasty. People don't want to know about this, but I love knowing intricate details. So if you eat really hot wings, you know, the next day it's always kind of bad, right? It, it does hurt, this, that, and the other. You know what I'm talking about. If you eat, actually, if, yeah. you, if you eat, you know, three or five or a bowl full of carolina reaper peppers is it like hot wings times a billion is it not as bad or like what's the deal 
I imagine it would be far worse. Oh. I've had some hot wings before. I really don't do the eating challenges anymore. It's been probably about three or four years since I've done some. But I've had uh, chili pepper extract put in the sauce on some wings, and that tore me up something fierce. Uh, I imagine a bowl full of the reaper peppers would be worse. Wow. So, I mean, you are feeling it. Probably not as bad, but it just gives you the, the sensation, uh, to put it bluntly, like you have to keep going. Yeah. Oh. So, praying for, it's, praying it's for ice cream. You're praying for ice cream, no doubt about it. Um, yes. All right, so let's go ahead and get to some of the products that you're going to be talking about here tonight, Scott. The first one is Mikey V's Red Raspberry Reaper Barbecue Sauce. So I'm already going, well, this might be a little hot because I see Reaper, <laughs> but uh, not always the case. But what do you think about it? Uh, yes, it is pretty hot. It's not for the general public, but it's not you know like eating a whole Carolina Reaper pepper. It's probably more habanero level, heat level. Uh, but this stuff is something unique. I got a bottle of this at the Week in the Fire um, early October in the Cincinnati area. Uh, Mikey V, great guy, great crew. Um, and this sauce does have some intense heat to it. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of barbecue sauces containing a lot of heat. Uh, believe it or not, being a hardcore chili head, I love heat and Mexican and all kinds of other food. When I want my barbecue, I want a nice medium heat level. Yeah. You know, because, uh, you know, even when I do just the dry rub and might have some barbecue sauce on the side, I, I want that heat kind of subdued. Uh, this is a little too hot for me in that regard. It's not too hot for me to eat, but just for my general enjoyment. Um, but the red raspberry flavor is such an odd flavoring. And w with me and fruit flavors and barbecue sauces, most of the time, the sauce manufacturers really can cannot do a great job of it. Uh, it has to be something really special. This is an oddball. Mm. It is both so bizarre, so strange, yet strangely delicious <laughs> in a way. Uh, the rad, red raspberry flavor I know on the label says just a little hint of red raspberry. Yeah. No, that, that this is so dominant. It's oh. such a sweet raspberry candy flavor. Almost as if you're eating some really um, – like the, the chewy cherry candies, and I can't even think of the name of the, the sour cherry balls. Yeah. Kind of like that, mix in with a tiny bit of sweet tart, and then you get all the barbecue sauce on the back end. So this is not your typical barbecue sauce at all. You definitely wouldn't be using it for competition barbecue. But if you want something odd, just a, a different flavor for chicken wings, uh, this is worth a try. It's delicious in that regard. Not very highly versatile, though. All right. So uh, just for uh, all-purpose type stuff, I would not recommend it. But if you want to experiment a little, uh, I would say it's probably worth picking up a bottle. It's an outside-the-boxer. Uh, where do you get it? How much do you get of it, and how much is it? Okay. You can find it at MikeyVsFoods.com. That's MikeyVs. Foods.com comes in a 16 ounce bottle and it runs for $8.99 plus shipping. So um, maybe a little pricey with the shipping costs. It's going to be probably in the neighborhood of $14, $15 for it. But if you want to try something, if you're a big fan of raspberry, maybe a sweet 
raspberry candy flavor, it's worth a try. So uh, my rating with this would be a backyard griller. All right, so not the worst, not the best. Uh, mm-hmm. Next one up is Sweet Heat Gourmet, ooh, ooh, a name I don't know, Asian barbecue sauce. Bulgogi. That's what I said. There you go. <laughs> a bulgogi. Yeah. Right. Uh, bulgogi is a Korean term, uh, uh, Korean-Asian barbecue, uh, and this one – it's a, a little bit more of a traditional barbecue sauce compared to the last one, but this is still not your regular competition uh, backyard stuff that you would put on ribs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does have a strong kind of Asian influence. You get the soy sauce. You, you get like a teriyaki sensation, even some um, Worcestershire sauce, all kind of just all mixed in. Very savory, very sweet, but very, very good. This is applicable – as far as being a great sauce on everything, even burgers and steaks, as well as all your um, you know chicken, where you could probably put any type of thing on it and it would taste good, all across the board. A uh, great sauce if you want some just mixing some type of Asian personality into your food. I would highly recommend this. Uh, where do you see it on the heat level? Not so much. Not so much. Uh, Sweet Heat Gourmet, they make a lot of really hot hot sauces and some really mild sauces in addition to you know a few different types of dipping sauces and barbecue sauces. This on a heat scale, just for normal people, uh, on a scale of one to five, I probably would rate it maybe one and a half or two. It's got some heat to it, but it's not really terrible. All right. Uh, where do you get it? How much do you get of it? How much is it? Okay, you can find it at sweetheatgourmet.com. Comes in a 12 ounce bottle, and you can pick it up for $7.50. So, both of these are a little expensive. A little expensive. uh, This one, you know, uh, for the amount you get, uh, I wish it would have come in a larger bottle. It's really, really good stuff. Uh, But the flavor, I would say it's pretty, uh, pretty much worth it. So I'm not sure if I've given this award yet this year. Uh-oh. Does not get the, the highest one. Doesn't get oh. a grand champion, but I would take the chance, go out on a limb, and give it a reserve grand champion. Wow! Look at that. So pretty ha- good. Have we get? We have not given a, a first place, right? This year has I been like so. a, no grand champion at all. I don't think so. I don't think so. I've had last time. I think we talked about this, and I had a few people kind of uh, write in and recommend a few products. I still have yet to try them or put them in my review queue. So uh, I don't know if uh, any could squeak out these last thirty-one yeah. or thirty-two days of the year. Because last year it was uh, that Grand Canyon or Gold Canyon or whatever it was called. Oh, Smoke Canyon. Smoke, yeah, Smoke Canyon. Canyon. Yeah. Great sauce. Yes. Uh, still one of your faves. I, uh, definitely, yeah. yeah okay. I would probably put it my top ten favorite barbecue sauces. Wow, all right. So um, just, uh, that good. Ring of Fire all-purpose seasoning. So we've done two sauces. Now we go to the rub. Tell me about this. Go to the rub. Uh, Ring of Fire, longtime legendary hot sauce maker uh, made by Mike and Diane Greening. Ring of Fire hot sauces themselves are my top ten favorite hot sauces. They're just really stellar. Goes great with everything. Um They've tried to kind of come up with different formulas for seasonings and rubs, and this is pretty much their first commercially available rub or all-purpose seasoning. It's labeled all-purpose seasoning, so I'm going to treat it as such. Um, This is, you can imagine, uh, 
packs quite a bit of heat. Yep. I believe that there are some ancho chilies, um, maybe paprika, maybe a little bit of cayenne. Uh, but all around has quite a bit of heat to it compared to like a regular barbecue rub. But uh, I would use this uh, probably for everything. And it's really good kind of mixed in with stuff as well. So if you want uh, something sweet, you know, maybe add a little bit of brown sugar to this. If you want something uh, maybe more SPG, salt, pepper, garlic, add this to kind of a custom blend or just try it by itself. It's uh, really good on popcorn. Mm. You know, if people, you know, it's stuff a lot of us have been doing for years, sprinkle some rub on popcorn, you know, especially when it's nice and buttered. And it just it's like, wow, you know, this is a completely different type of treat. So as an all purpose seasoning, you know, great on veggies, great on meat. It's um, as I kind of implied, you know, to get exactly what I want out of it, I do kind of have to mix in a few other things, yeah. sprinkle a few other things. And that itself kind of knocks it down a point for me. But as is, I would uh, pretty much recommend it. All right. So tell me where you can get it, how much you get of it and how much you got to pay for it. Okay, you can find it at mikeanddianes.com. It uh, comes in a 3.6 ounce shaker bottle and it comes for 7 or it costs 7.95 plus shipping. A little uh, pricey, you know, along with these other products as well. Um, but uh, this I would have to give a top 10 call. All right, so not too bad. Uh, we did Mikey V's Red Raspberry Reaper barbecue sauce I got backyard griller. We got Sweet Heat Gourmet Bukhaka Asian Barbecue Sauce. Uh, that gets Reserve Grand Champion. And yes. the Ring of Fire All-Purpose Seasoning gets uh, Top 10 Call. So not too bad. Oh, yes. Not too bad. Uh, you mm-hmm. can find Scott Roberts at scottrobertsweb.com. You can find him here usually once a month reviewing sauces and rubs here as well. He is the Barbecue Central Show official sauce and rub reviewer. And uh, we'll do it again here before the end of the year, my friend. Thanks so much for coming out. Okay. Thanks, Craig. Appreciate it. it. There he is. Scott Roberts, ladies and gentlemen. He's a fiery foods expert and comes on this show to talk about sauces and rubs. And don't worry, as I have been doing, uh, I guess, pretty much all year, I will have his product show notes in my show notes. So everything will correspond and so forth. Be looking for that. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about the CHOPS Power Injector System, the 2015 and 2016 Barbecue Tool of the Year, three different sizes to fit your injecting needs. The number one bestseller continues to be the half-gallon CHOPS Power Injector System, designed for competition or backyard warriors. Easy to do. Clean it, fill it, pump it, and go. It can work on one brisket. It can work on one pork shoulder. You don't need to fill it all the way up. Just put in what you need. It uses it all. It comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector, 100 bucks. You also pay shipping. For one-gallon Chops Power Injector System designed for catering and bigger jobs, it holds double the amount of the half-gallon. That's why they call it the gallon. Some use it in competitions like when you're cooking MBN whole hog or 10 shoulders to get that perfect one. It comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector. 120 bucks. Plus, you pay the shipping. The newest one, the Chops Full Power Injector System. Electric, the commercial and competition Big Daddy. Not a holding tank, but a three and a half foot pickup tube that you can put in any size container. From a few ounces to a 55-gallon drum, it was designed for Chef Rob at the best barbecue restaurant in Kansas City. 
And he said time and time again that with the Chops full power injector system, his briskets are better than ever. It comes with metal needle adapters, 14-gauge needles, 3-inch, 12-gauge needles, 2-inch, 11-and-a-half-gauge needles, 3-plug screws, and a needle protector. 325 bucks plus you pay shipping. A number of the top pit masters in the world are using the CPI every day to make their barbecue better than the rest. We live in a foodie world. you got to have flavor in every bite. This is how you do it and do it fast. You can also inject alcohol into fruit if you want. They're all made in Kansas City, Missouri, USA, right by hand. You want the extra accessories, you know they got them. They have a great way that you can make your chops injector bulletproof. Metal needle adapters, whoever thought of that. Go to BarbecueKansasCity.com. That's Barbecue, B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E, BarbecueKansasCity.com, and take it from there. We're back to wrap the show right now. Stick around. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, wrapping it up. Thanks again to Scott Roberts for joining me and going over the sauce and rub reviews. Mikey V's Red Raspberry Reaper Barbecue Sauce, Sweet Heat Gourmet Burger, Asian Barbecue Sauce, and the Ring of Fire All-Purpose Barbecue Seasoning. Again, that will be up in the show notes. All right, all the way back in the first hour, we talked with Frank Rizzo. Uh, do you got corn cobs between your ears, son? Frank Rizzo with the Steak Ager. TheSteakAger.com, the website. Check it out if you're into that. Then we talked with Anella Kelso, SnakeRiverFarms.com. She also donated a whole ham and a flat iron steak that Tim and Nick won, respectively. Then at 1014, we talked with David Qualls, the American Dream Barbecue team, and uh, Travis Clark, Clark Crew Barbecue, about King of the Smoker coming up this weekend. And then we ended with Scott Roberts. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget until we re-adjourn next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.